0: So we have Morgan J. Ingram with us. Morgan is the Director of Sales at J. Barrow Sales uh, Training. He's one of the top voices on sales, uh, nominated by LinkedIn in 2018. He's a strategic sales leader. He's focused on making a difference in the lives of sales rep. He trains people on the modern sales techniques using different tools and the foundational structure that helps them excel. He's also a star sales trainer. And he's, uh, you know, the host of the world famous SDR Chronicles YouTube channel. Go check that out after this uh, particular webinar. You have more than 100, uh, 160 videos there. A lot of interviews with, uh, you know, industry leaders to actually help you with your sales process. So without further ado, we have Morgan Ingram with us here. And Morgan, over to you.
1: Awesome so michael thank you so much for that for that introduction and super excited to dive into this content for you all today so obviously with the time we have permitted here and then also at the same time with the questions that we have coming in i'm going to be very condensed and give you all some impactful things to think about but at the same time as you come on this webinar as you do anything with content i always tell people hey look i I do not have the silver bullet guys because if i had a silver bullet I would be staying here in Singapore on an island somewhere. So, but the whole thing is I don't have that. What I do have is a couple of processes and a couple of things I want you all to think about. And that's what we'll be covering today. And as well, if there are questions throughout that I'm presenting this. I won't be able to see the chat because I'm going to be going through the content. So I want you guys to, at the end of the day, wait at the end, we'll address those questions as well. So you guys know that. So without... Any further ado, I'm going to dive into again a couple of concepts here for you all to think about and how to be effective in your roles. And I'm going to assume most people who are on this webinar today are targeting enterprise accounts. And if we have questions outside of that, happy to answer them. But I'm going to be focused on how you can enter, how you can focus on prospecting into enterprise level accounts and go after those contacts. And so. First and foremost, I have this slide. So some of you may have seen Iron Man, probably know what Iron Man is. This, the reason I'm showing this is because we have to think about in today's world, how do we become more effective and how do we evolve? And what I mean by that is we now today have to see ourselves, especially when you're prospecting as Iron Man or I have on the side Iron Woman for the the ladies that are in the audience today. So with Iron Man, if you've seen the movie or know the concept of it, he, it's the person, so that's Tony, and then there's the suit, that's Iron Man, and then there's the there's the AI, which is Jarvis. So those are the three breakdowns. And so anytime that you're reaching out to a prospect, now today, we have the human, which is us, the sales rep. We have the suit, the tools, such as Hippo, we're talking about here today, just saw the introduction, such as Salesforce, et cetera. And then also on that third layer is AI. So those are tools that help you get better insights about the human before you call them or before you email them, such as websites as Crystal Knows, and no, that's not a drug site. I'm not peddling drugs over here. Crystal Knows, if you wanna write that down, I would highly encourage you to do that. The reason I'm telling you to write that down is because it gives you an, a disc assessment of the prospect on how they would like to be targeted. So. It could be, hey, be more direct with them. It tells you the subject lines they're right. It tells you the way to address them as well. And we'll talk about how to create messaging here for enterprise accounts in just a minute. But that's one thing off the bat. If you want to write that down, it's called crystal. So it's just like a crystal. And then notes, like, I know. So <clears throat> those are things that you, those are things, that's the thing you can write down right now that helps you. And the whole goal here is what you guys to think about is, hey, as a sales rep, <clears throat> I have my frameworks and I have my art. Those are the things that I do. And then, as a fault, there are tools that I use to make myself more effective to do them at scale. And then the follow-up is their AI tools to help me understand where the insights of people that I'm targeting and reaching out to. So those are things I want you all to think about. And again, in today's world, we have to figure out how can we be Iron Man or Iron Woman in our process that will lead us toward success. If we aren't thinking about these things across the board, that's what's going to lead to the non-results, that's gonna to lead to broken process across the board. And what everyone should be focused on here is what is the process, what are the systems in place that allow me to be consistent that will help me get the results that I'm looking for? Okay, so, so with all that being said, <clears throat> I want you guys to think about that. That's how you be effective in targeting enterprise-level accounts. It's not, hey, I'm just gonna do a call. It's not, hey, I'm just gonna send a couple emails. It's a multi-touch approach. And we're gonna dive into, again, why that's important. Especially with today, just going through the motions, we got to figure out how we can get to the point as fast as possible here. So I'm going to show you guys real quick, what are we we covering today? What's the agenda? So there are going to be three main things we're going to be covering. Strategies of win at enterprise sales prospecting. So I'm going to show you all how to manifest that, how to do the right triggers, how to do organization. And same thing that we're teaching other enterprise level executives and SDRs to do this. How to prospect c c-level suite for effective abm closure rates so um, we're not going to talk about closing but we're going to show you all how to prospect into executives a form a framework that you can use and leverage for success and then the follow-up is how to use video in prospecting to deliver a better experience so first of all why that is important why you should be using video and then how you can leverage that in your prospecting today so these are the main topics we're going to be covering so If it's outside of that scope, I would suggest you to think about questions that you have as I go throughout this so I can directly answer those in context. But as a whole, these are the main three that I'll be covering. And so with that being said, I want to explain this, content versus context. So I don't know if any of you guys have ever watched or seen or even a fan of Gary Vaynerchuk, But there's one thing that he says that is very powerful in his keynote that we all should be thinking about and is directly correlated to this topic today. He said, hey, if content is king, then context is God. All right, so some of you guys are wondering, what What the heck does that even mean? Okay, so content. So content is you're going through the motions. You're sending out marketing-based emails, template-based emails, and you're just sending them out. So especially when it comes to enterprise, that's not gonna be beneficial at all. You can't just be sending out baseline content at scale and open things work, it's just not not gonna work. So I would stay away from that as much as possible, right? Don't just send out content, send out content, stay away from that. focus on context, which we're gonna talk about here today. So context is one-to-one or hand-to-hand combat. So this is what are the subject lines that you need to be writing to be effective. So again, here's another stat for you all. You guys can write it down or it's just to refresh it for maybe some of you. Less than five words have the highest open rate in terms of sending out emails. So when you're doing that, you wanna make sure that your open rate is succinct, it's on point, and that will get you those results there. So again, focus on that right there. So that's that's the context, right? Content is. I'm gonna send you out a long drawn out subject line that's all over the place and not getting results. So you wanna get that tuned in, less than five words get the highest open rates. Also on top of that as well, you wanna think about when you're sending out emails, which we'll talk about here in a minute, but I'm to, i want you guys to write this that down. So context is, hey, if I'm targeting someone, it's based on the persona. So if it's based on the persona and it's relevant or personalized it leads to a high response. Also, as a follow-up, outbound emails, the highest response rate right there is two to five sentences. So the goal is two to five sentences have a highest response rate. Also, at the same time, you're focused on less than five words have a high open rate. And also, on top of that, when providing context to that prospect, especially an enterprise, you want to be short and straight to the point. Because think about it. If you're targeting an enterprise level account and you're targeting executives and the accounts of leaders, they're on the move constantly. And on average, another stat to write down, 100 to 200 emails, sales emails, not even just emails, sales emails per day that an executive gets. Enterprise, I believe it's probably more. It's probably 200 to 300, to be honest with you. So in that, you have to figure out how do I make sure that I stand out? How do I get people to respond to me and how do I get their attention? How, how do I get them to even look at what I'm sending them, pay attention when I get them on the line or when I send them a video? These are things we're going to talk about today. How do you get people to pay attention? And ultimately that has to do a lot with pattern interrupts, but it has to do with your messaging and your approach and your persistence. So with that being said, most emails are read on the phone. The stack or the stat on that is 79%. So in you knowing that, With that many people viewing emails on the phone and two to five cents outbound, you have to figure out how can it be short and straight and to the point to be concise. So for you all today, whether this is a refresher, whether this is new information, as you're on this webinar today, as we go into the content here and dive into the meat of this, just wanna set the stage for you all, I'll get you guys thinking about a lot of things, is think about this quote, be brief, be brilliant, be gone. You should think about that every single time you reach out to your prospects. If you're not, then you're not gonna get to the value you're looking for. And so with that being said, think about that quote, think about all those stats that I'm breaking down there, and that will help you be more effective in reaching out to the people that you're talking to. So again, I'll I'll rephrase all that right there so everyone has that information. So 79% of emails are right on the phone, right? So think about if I'm writing an email, this is going to be viewed on mobile. That is incredibly important. A lot of people miss out on that. You have to drill on that. You have to focus in there. Two to five sentences from an outbound email have the highest reply rates. And then also on top of that, less than five words have the highest open rates. And also at the same time, right, to go back into that and lock it in focus is be brief, be brilliant, be gone. So that's context. We're being targeted to our personas and being targeted to our accounts which again, we're gonna talk about here. And the whole goal is, is that as in, a lot of you may be A's on this, SDRs pro, prospecting. We're talking about prospecting today. It is the number one obstacle that reps report every single time they're like, yep, what's the biggest struggle? It's prospecting. Number one is prospecting, number two is closing, number three is qualifying. So if number one is prospecting, we have to figure out what's a framework to least success. And the way to do that is you have to be A-B testing. The way that you go about each account is gonna be different based on your account planning, based on your triggers, based on how you're going about them, based on the name of the accounts that you have. But the goal is if you have a framework that can consistently be used, that will be for successful. Then the art. So what the art is, what is the things that you do to implement inside of your organization or implement inside of your process that leads to success? And so everyone on this call, on this webinar has different things that lead them to success. And those are things you need to think about that will help you get to that next level. But ultimately, again, the art is, how do I create a framework that allows me to be personalized in a way that's effective and be relevant at scale when I'm talking? And then the art is, once you guys see all this information, how do you insert that into your organization and your own talk track? Because, hey, again, I I don't have the, this is exactly what you should do, but I do have a process and blueprint that leads to success. So what I'm gonna show you all is structure right so with structure you have to figure out what are the ways that you can create that baseline that in lieu lead to success so with structure it's how do you make sure you're doing the right account planning how do you make sure you're scheduling your calendar in the right way these are all the things that we're going to be talking about but the main importance here is with structure in place that leads to more success and this is another quote to consider which is an organized schedule leads to organized results So if you know, hey, this is how I'm targeting my accounts, this is my account plan, this is how I go after it, that will help you in lieu be more successful in your approach. Which then goes into this, which is the idle customer profile. And I'm going to give you all a breakdown of what this is. So you can write this down, screenshot it, whatever you want to do here. But this is how I see the breakdown of going after accounts. Now what you'll see is tier one, tier two, tier three. So in this conversation today, we're talking about enterprise level accounts that falls into tier one. So that's being more personalized, being more tailored in that approach. And so when you're doing that, you want to focus on, okay, when I'm prospecting, which industries are leading to the most success, which titles am I getting the most opportunities with? And then also at the same time, maybe there's a number of employees or maybe a number of locations that you have as well everyone in this calls enterprise it most likely will be different some people are a thousand plus some people are a hundred thousand plus employees i don't know what yours is but i'm going to assume at the end of the day that most likely it's going to be geared towards a thousand plus employees that's where most enterprise level accounts start so my suggestion for you all as you look at this icp think about which industries are you setting the most meetings in and the reason i'm saying that's because now you can tell stories right so in Targeting enterprise-level accounts, you want to be able to tell effective stories that lead to more results. So, let's say I'm targeting someone in the manufacturing space, right? Let's just manufacturing for example. So, I'm finding out, wow, in the manufacturing space, I'm getting a lot of meetings. So, what you can do to make it easier on yourself is, hey, call someone. We've been talking to a lot of companies like yourself, and we've been talking to people that are IT directors in the manufacturing space. And what we've been finding out lately is we've been reaching out to them. They're really liking our solution because of X, Y, Z reasons. So that's the reason why I'm reaching out today. I wanna see if we can have a conversation. So the whole goal here, right, is to create top commonality across the board and making sure that when you're creating commonality across the board, then that will lead to more success. So the goal, again, like I'm saying here, is with the structure you have in place, with the ICP tier one, tier two, tier three, whatever that is, is now if we can create content and also messaging around these tier ones, that makes it more effective for our outreach. And again, that is a multitude of different things across the board. That's making sure, okay, if I know my industries are being successful and I'm prospecting to them, I can tell more stories, I can build testimonials. And so now when you're doing your emails, you're telling more stories. Stories, Because at the end of the day, nobody wants to feel left behind, right? So if you're targeting an enterprise-level account and you say, hey, those other peers like you doing it in this space that are enterprise-level accounts, they're going to be like, wait, why am I not doing it? I need access to that technology so they can continuously be evolving within those accounts. So those are things to think about, again, in the level one. Now, level two. Level two is what's the right social media presence that they have, right, seeing if they're healthy? seeing how fast the company is growing within their departments, right? So obviously it's an enterprise level account, they're not growing like 200X each year, but there are departments that could be growing more. So if you're going after a certain persona, you can see who's hiring and see which which departments are growing, which is important. But the most important thing here is the right. So I want you all to take note of this, because this is important. When you're going after an enterprise level account and you're doing research, you don't wanna spend five, six, seven hours doing research, right? That's a complete waste of your time. And I've done it before where, hey, I do my research. I'm trying to find this golden nugget in this enterprise level account, right? And then I I go do my prospecting. I make a call. I do do an email and I craft it up. And it's amazing email. I'm high-fiving everyone in the office, right? I I do a quick lap around the office too. I'm talking to different departments like, yep, killing it everything's all good. And then guess what? What I realize is that I send that email and it bounces. And then I'm like, what the heck? Like, what was the purpose of me doing that in the first place? Right. And most of you may have been there before. I've been there before. And it's a terrible thing. Like, don't do that. So the thing is to make your job a lot easier. Right. And not getting blocked via email is this is the main focus. Take 15, 20 minutes, I, I get your phone out, right? Everyone's got a phone, right? You should have a phone. And then what you do is set a timer for 20 minutes, right? I do 15 now, but now I do 20. And so what I do is I take 20 minutes, put the timer on, and then I look into the account. And I look for main themes. So you see right here, these are my main themes. These are six themes right here. But your goal though, is definitely take note of this, is when targeting an account, Think about what are the five to six themes I'm looking for, right? Because if you go into accounts, like, hey, I'm looking for this one thing, you're going you're gonna to mess yourself up. Focus on five to six main triggers or themes you're going after. So when you're going off the website and you set the 20-minute timer, your brain, based on psychology, will now operate on that level of notion. Okay, cool. I put my timer on for 20 minutes, and now I'm going to focus and lock in on how I can get other things in that, in that place as well. And so now you see that the makeup I have here. So what I'm looking for is, are they in SaaS technology? I can tell stories about how you work with SaaS companies all day long. So that goes back to the storytelling piece. You want to figure out how can you tell stories instead of selling your product. You want to stay away from that as much as possible. You're telling stories here. Next thing is SDR, BDR, AE model, right? That for me, that's what I'm looking for, right? I'm also looking for if they have an ACV of 20K and I can tell that by products and I have knowledge of that insight. Also at the same time, I'm looking if they're growing and hiring fast. I can tell that by looking at the jobs, that's super simple. And then I can see if they're moving up market. Normally I can find news, articles, when they get funding, people are looking to go up market. And then inflection point is the most important thing for us, which means they're going from inbound to outbound and we're gonna come teach them how to do a process that leads to success from a sales training perspective. So again, these are my themes, right? Obviously, your all themes are gonna be different. So I want you all to take a minute and think about what are your five to six themes to rehash all this. Take a 20 minute timer right here on your phone, not hard, and then go after your account and go find these triggers. And now once you've done that, this is the process you can take to make sure you stay organized and what other enterprise account executives that we train are doing And again, this is going to look very simple, but again, a lot of enterprise account executives have been like, this is massively beneficial for me because it's going to keep you organized in a hectic day. So this is the next slide. So you're going to see this right here. Now, right now we're going into 2020. I don't know about you all, but I'm already in 2020. I'm done. I'm pretty much done with 2019. I'm 100% focused right now on 2020. How do I maximize it and how do I get the most out of it? That's where my head's at right now. So again, if your head's still in 2018, fantastic. Finish your strong, but right now I'm in 2020. So I'm like, how do I maximize this? So what I'm showing you all right here is a mock spreadsheet of how I account plan. So what I do is, let's say, I'm just giving you guys examples. So let's say if you have 60 accounts that you have for the quarter, right? 60 enterprise accounts you have for the quarter. And it could be, again, way less than this, but I'm just giving this example because it's even numbers and it makes it easier. So, what, I, what you do is you take how many accounts are you going after pro week? If you don't know, you won't do it, especially for your enterprise. A, you, you, you won't do it. You're going to be like, I got deals to close. I got to negotiate. It's all good, which is fantastic. But you should at least be spending 10 to 15% of your time prospecting because a big fat pipeline solves all problems. And you want to be building that skill set, you don't want to rely on your SDR. You want to get your own pipeline so you can get 150, 200%, right? I'm still doing my own prospect and building build my own business. So you want to make sure you're building that skill. Enterprise SDRs, right? Hey, look, you can use the same baseline and build out what you're doing here. And so the goal here is, you see by 2020, right? I'm taking each week and I'm like, these are the accounts I'm going after. So now I do research before I go after these accounts. I'm doing my triggers. I'm going after my certain things I need to do. And now that leads to more success for myself. So again, now I'm more organized in my approach, which is the whole goal at the end of the day. And also I know which company I'm going after. So I can always see what, who am I targeting. And so what I do is once I filled this out, I now can put green on what I scheduled, yellow on what's pending the schedule and red when you do not want to talk to me. Maybe you went with a competitor or whatever that is, or maybe you signed a contract with one of our competitors or competition. So here, this is a framework. Again, this is very simple. But again, most enterprise AEs use this framework for success to keep themselves organized. At the end of the day, targeting enterprise little accounts leads to organization. So you got to be organized. You can't just think, oh, I'm going to target 10 accounts this week and not write it down. When you write things down, when you type it out, you're held more accountable to doing them. So I encourage you all to do this. Again, this is the framework of how to go after each week. And so now what you've gotten it, this is the next step is now you're going to write this out in a Google doc. You don't have to do a Google doc. You can write this out on a notebook paper. I don't know what you want to do, or you can take notes on this on your little notepad. You can do this in a different system, maybe LinkedIn sales navigator. Okay. I don't know what tools everyone has. So I always keep it super simple. Google docs, baby super simple. (laughs) So now here's the breakdown company X, right? I didn't put a company down because it doesn't really matter. Whatever your main company, you're going to, have to go into enterprise, get that. Next is the brief summary. So what I do is in all my accounts, there's a brief summary. So what is that? That's going to LinkedIn and grabbing the brief summary to figure out who am I even talking to? Because I could straight up forget, right? I could be like, I'm targeting a company and I don't even know what y'all do, right? But enterprise, you probably have a good understanding of what that is. But I always want to have a brief summary so I don't feel lost. Then people, right? What are the personas? So how do you go after these personas? How do you determine them? It's a great question, Morgan. How do I figure out which personas to go after in an enterprise level account? Well, I will tell you how to do that. So what you do here is, once you look at these personas, right? You gotta figure out which job titles are you seeing the most success with? Where do you get the responses? And then start with a top down approach to go after them, right? Who is the title that I talk to and I get the most responses from? Go after them from a the top approach then who do I get the second most responses from? Still go after a top approach and then filter out from there. So you're going to start from a C-level all the way down to a manager. This manager still, you can still have good conversations with them in these enterprise level accounts. So now that you have all these things into play, now you can find out these triggers. And remember what I told you guys, 20 minutes, all right? 20 minutes. I don't want to hear somebody like, Morgan, I took an hour. Like, no, that's not what we're doing here. You don't have an hour to prospect anyways. This is going to take forever to find triggers. There's other things we need to be doing here. So 20 minutes, take a timer. When we're timed based on psychology and mindset, we get things done faster. That's how it works. So triggers, I found one, two, three, four, five triggers, right? In 20 minutes, which is finding four triggers for each each time interval that I did. So now what I'm doing is I found the company, I have the brief summary. Now also I have each persona that I mapped out. You can directly correlate these back to LinkedIn Sales Navigator, and also you have the triggers that are in place as well. So now that you have these triggers in place, you now have them prepared to then reach out in the right way. So again, to rehash all this, you're taking the company, whatever enterprise level account that you have, you're putting it in, in one of those weeks, it could be twice a week, once a week, three weeks, whatever then you're finding the people within those accounts for each persona then you're taking those triggers on an organizational level to then reach out via email and phone call okay so now that you've done that you've had your triggers now you're prepared to create this messaging which is the next piece now before i go into this also this is incredibly important some of you that are enterprise probably know this but for those who may be new to the role this is something you could pay attention to or if you've been looking at 10K reports and you're like, I don't know where to start, this is where you can start. So 10K reports. These are the annual reports or quarterly earnings reports. These are massively beneficial. If you're going out to enterprise and look out, they're most likely public, and they have, to post the, they have to post this, the 10K reports. So it gives you all the information right there on what they're trying to improve. Now, again, it's a long document, but where you need to go, it's strictly focus in, this is important, strictly focus in on the management Reviews and improvements, and take that information, and that will be your triggers too. You can find five, six triggers just from the management reviews, uh, and themselves. And I use that a lot to do my prospecting. So that's the triggers, right? So now that we've done the account planning, now it's personas, right? So high level, above the power line, people take take the meetings and they'll make the decisions. Below the power line, don't they don't. So our goal is how do we get people above the power line or at the power line to get the right information to close the deal. Ultimately, thing the day, we're not going to close deals if we don't have the right information. So we want to get people who have some type of information. And so now, let's dive into that. How do we target these personas? Because you want to be able to do this at scale. Now, let's take a step back. You can't do personalization at scale. I'm sorry, guys, you just can't. That doesn't even make sense. <laughs> How can you personalize at scale? And I see it all the time. You can't do that. However, you can be relevant at scale with your value props. And you'll see here why you don't have to do 100% personalization with these accounts. And I'm going to show you data to back that up. So this right here is how you create persona-based messaging. Now, if you're on an enterprise level, the goal here is I took a VP of sales enablement, right? I had no idea what they did. I did some research on challenging parties. You guys probably have the benefit in your organizations that you already have these things mapped out. Just go ask enable go ask marketing. They have probably spreadsheets that no one uses, so go use them. And then the same formula that you see right here, you can use to create your messaging. So I'm taking a persona, priority or challenge, a certain part of the solution, expect the result, and then a complete attention grabber. And now what I do here is I'm gonna choose the persona I'm going after, and in each account there's only three to five, or each company there's number three to five you go after. Then once I decide what that persona is, I'm gonna figure out what's your priority or challenge that I then map out. Then what solution, which part of my solution ties into that priority or challenge. Then what's the result that they should expect from taking a meeting with me? And then what's that attention grabber? So the attention grabber is a one sentence. This isn't an email. This isn't a novel. This is not a story. I told you all, short, concise, and to the point, right? We're not doing novels here. We're not writing Harry Potter. So the whole thing is I'm going to take this attention grabber, this one sentence, and then I'm going to insert this into an email or insert this into a phone call that now becomes part of my multi-touch campaign into this enterprise of locale. Because that, it's not just about one call, it's not about just one video, it's not about just one email, it's all of these things. So, in order to do that, you have to have this formula in place. So, hey, choose your persona. What's the part of your challenge? What's the part of that solution or component that ties into it? What is that expected result? And then what's that complete attention grabber, which is the one sentence? And so now that you have that, here is the next thing. You now have this complete sentence that you now can put inside your enterprise level emails. And now this all ties into the triggers, right? And so now I'm gonna show you all how you put this together. So this stat is important. So some of you guys may use sales off, some of you guys may not know what this is, but it's a sales engagement tool, that doesn't matter. But the whole point of what matters is they use 200 emails, 200 million emails to do a test. Does 100% personalization lead to more results? you guys you see it, does it? So more than 80% personalization, you lose the drop off rate goes, goes off you don't personalize as much and now you are going off the scales and so now what you want to have is personalization up to 20 to 40 percent and so within that 20 and 40 percent the goal here right the goal here is with the 20 40 percent is to get higher reply rates so the whole thing is you can take those triggers that you found and in a framework of the email all you need is one to two sentences that are personalized to the prospecting organization and then the rest can be done at scale You can do call to actions at scale. And then I just showed you, you can do your value props and attention grabbers at scale. And so now your whole goal is based on the data is if all I need to do is personalize up to 20 to 40% to get my reply rates, then I'm gonna do that. Take your attention grabbers and then insert it into this email format into targeting enterprise accounts. And that goes into how do you do ABM the right way to then increase more people showing up to the meeting that are in power, which in return increases close rates. So the last thing we're talking about is video. So AIDA, so what this breakdown, this is a video that I made, so to show you guys what it looks like. AIDA, Attention, Interest, Desire, Action. These are the four things that people take into the buyer's consistence based on psychology and their mindset to, in return, respond to you. If they don't go through attention, interest, desire, and action, they will not respond to you. That's the whole thing, they won't do it. So now towards the breakdown, here's the, here's the purpose of it, is because I wanna get someone's attention right? So that's with the video you get people's attention. Interest and desire, that's the value prop, the attention grabber that we just talked about. And then the call to action is what do you want, right? Ask them what do you want. Now you see the attention, the A, right? The attention goes back to the triggers, right? So if you are reaching out and you're looking at the 10k report, you're looking at these triggers, you can easily reach out. So here is the thing that I want to now show you guys. So now, that I've, now I have this video, now this framework, again, AIDA, attention, interest, desire, and action. Now, I'm gonna show you guys why this video worked. So I want you guys to write down the stack because it's incredibly important. 7, 38, 55. 7% of how we communicate is through spoken word. 38% as well is, spoke, is based on tone and our inflection. And 55% is focused on body language. So if this is the way we communicate, 7, 38, 55 video should be an integral part of what you do. Because that now leads to 100% of communication. This is this is just based on facts. This is based on science. So 7, 38, Now what I've done is, now I have 38%. My tone inflection, as I'm talking to you all right now, 7% spoken word, which is normally written text, but I'm talking. And then also 55%, my body language, you will correlate more to me. Now, if I just sat here and Guys, if i turned off my video over here you guys wouldn't relate to what i'm saying as much but now that i have my video out that leads to body language and you see right here these are the main reasons why video helps which is creating humanity it's engaging it's unique and it's high value and based on the stats executives are more prone to watch videos more so than they are not based on emails because you're gonna tell me emails but they're not getting a lot of videos which is a pattern up which in people's process which goes down to this now this is the formula that you should be focused on when it comes to reaching out i did a i d a so normally a video is approximately around less than 90 seconds so here's the breakdown of how to do a successful video so you guys you all can see this you're probably screenshotting it whatever you want to do first 10 seconds is getting their attention now i already told you all how to do that find a trigger find an insight right we already talked about in enterprise little accounts Go look at your 10K reports, go look at the website, do the 20 minute timer, what are your five to six themes? Next is, how do you get them interested? That's the value prop here. Hey, we're working with a lot of people like yourself in this industry, and we've seen a lot of success lately working with these clients, and here are a couple of challenging products they have, and then go into how you help them, and that's the desire, which is based on your product. Then you can layer your product in. You don't go product and then how you help, then you go how do you help with other companies and industries like them and then you go into value prop and then last but at least call to action what do you want for them 30 minute meeting 60 minute meeting whatever that is set that up and now we're going to go into the question piece but i want you guys to get these last takeaways that you got here with the time that we have here and i'm hoping you all found this valuable. You just got one i always tell people one two or three things you can walk away with and do tomorrow or today actually right now since most of you guys are just probably just waking up so the three things this we talk about. How to map out your enterprise account level strategy. Two, how to take an AB approach to get meetings based on the formula I showed you all. And three, leveraging video in your prospecting that leads to results. So you can take that framework that I just gave you and then sending it out. When I send those videos out, it's normally in the second or third or fourth touch. Some people found success in the first touch. I like connecting people on LinkedIn first, then sending a video. i can create a face to the name. So guys, that's, that's the framework. That's what we're touching on today. Uh, keep dialing as I always tell people, and these are just ways to connect with me after, but I know that there are questions here. So I want to dive into those questions. So I'm going to keep this up. If you guys, again, want to see how to connect with me after, and there's some follow questions because in 17 minutes, I may not be able to answer every single question here. So I'm keeping my LinkedIn up here. It's just Morgan J. Ingram. And you can, if you want to ask me a direct question, I'm more than happy to answer that. But let's get to the questions here. So, I know Nikhil, there's some questions that came in previously. So, I don't know if you want to go into the questions that people are asking, or we want to go in those questions that were already asked as we have yeah, time so here.
0: We have, we have a lot of questions. So, I'm just moderating uh, those questions because many of those questions have already been a- answered in your content. Again, so thanks a lot for taking us through that uh, uh, webinar, through that framework, Morgan, really opened us, uh, our eyes up. So, the first question from John. Uh, so, what's your content strategy for social? Do you, how uh, do you intentionally leverage that content for enterprise sales directly? Example, so again, is invoking, uh, you know, your hero and my hero personally, uh, Gary V, jab, 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 right hook approach. So, how do you leverage social media for enterprise sales? And what's your strategy for social?
1: Yeah, so this is, this is a good question because I'm gonna give you the strategy that I, that I use today, but I am currently A-B testing a new strategy right now. So. Once I get results from that, I could talk directly more to it, but I'm not going to go there on that strategy. I'm going to tell you what I do today. So what I do is I always try to personalize LinkedIn invitation requests, right? Not an email, a request to the prospect to get them to see my face and to get them to see my profile. Vince, one day, once they accept, what I do is I'll look and see what things they posted. I'll like, I'll comment. I'll also see what are they posting as well to see if I can use that in an email or a phone call. And also at the same time, see if previous customers that they've worked with are aligned with us or previous companies that they work with are aligned with us as well. And so once I've connected with someone on LinkedIn, what I've been doing as of late is maybe you guys know this, maybe you don't, but you can send a LinkedIn video or a LinkedIn voice message.
0: Yeah.
1: So if you don't know that, you can just go on the mobile device and you can send a voice message or a video message to somebody. And so once I, once I've connected with that person, I will send them a video or a voice note, let them know what I post on my profile. Maybe if they want some content from me, I'll directly send them something and just tell them, hey, this is what I do. So that's a give situation. And then as I do more research, then I'll come back with a, with a get, which is an ask. I don't, I don't connect with people and immediately pitch them. That's what everyone else in the world is doing. If I find some really great, if I, just, if I, if I find some really great information, I'll wait two days at, at, at least, to then prospect and reach out to that person so in terms of the social strategy that's how i go about it for success
0: got it got it and this uh, question comes from joe so i uh, this is a recurring question uh for every SDR out there how many touches on average does it take to get a meeting with a prospect
1: yeah so the i don't know exactly right it's because there's so many different variables it's your market right? It's the personas, it's the region you're in. So it's very, very hard for me to answer that question, but I do know there's some data behind it. So I'll give you some data and you can filter out based on your region. Cause again, I don't know a region you're targeting. So what I would tell you is on average, it takes 11.5 touches to get in touch with the prospect. Okay. The most successful campaigns have on average 14 to 16 touches. And in those campaigns, there are five emails, five phone calls, voicemails, so two voicemails, and then one or two social touches. Got it. So in terms of what are the average touches, 11 or 12.5, around 12, to get a meeting. Uh, 14, 13, 16 touches to get for campaigns that are successful. Five emails, five phone calls, two voicemails, and one or two social touches that is the successful outbound campaigns based on data and what other organizations are using. And then in terms of on average, that's the average time it takes to get in front of a prospect and enterprise. It's going to most likely maybe take a little bit more time than that too, as well. So that's, that's my answer there.
0: Got it. And uh, uh, just off the top of my head, have you uh, seen some crazy numbers out there? Like, uh, you know, uh, people doing more than, you know, 20 or 30 touch, uh, touch points? before. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yes, I have. But, that, but that's dependent upon how the system is set up. And what I mean by that is there's some organizations where you only can hold an account for 30 days. And so what they do is they have long drawn out cadences that are 60, 65 days only to nurture the account because they don't want to lose it to other reps. Wow. So, yeah, in that vein, that's a little bit little bit different there.
0: Got it. Completely understand. Now, when you're uh, targeting an uh, and enterprise, uh, so what are your thoughts on multi-threading uh, leads? So, uh, you know, how do you create a buzz inside the company about your offerings?
1: Yeah, for sure. So I want to answer Frederick's question and then I'll go into the multi approach and then clarify that question. So Frederick, when I, say pers- when I say personas, I mean buyer personas are the people, the target contacts that you're reaching out to. Every organization has the target contacts. So for example, it could be like a VP of sales, a VP of sales enablement, an IT director. Again, I don't know what yours are, but that's what that means. And then within that, I try to find out what are the target contacts, the buyer personas, or the persona to target within the account, which again are the challenging priorities of that person The organization has challenging priorities, but also the prospect, the persona has those as well. So I'm hoping that clarifies that and it was helpful. And if it's not, let me know. And then, Nikhil, can you please explain that question one more time?
0: Yeah. So what uh, Kristen is asking is so when you're multi-threading leads so how do you uncover and identify problems and you know create a buzz about you within their company so you're actually uh touching with multiple people here but not everybody is going to open your email and you know respond to it so you're just let us say if you're uh, you know prospecting like uh, you know 10 contacts in an account so in that case probably one or two only engage with uh, with you so how do you leverage that and you know uh, 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 you know, grow into the account and, you know, prospect into the account from those one or two contacts.
1: So the one, just to clarify, the one or two contacts you've had conversations with?
0: Yes, exactly. Yes.
1: Okay, cool. So if you've had conversations with them, then I would ask them, what are the strategies or what are the objectives that their bosses are being tasked with and what's, what's, what they're struggling with. Right. So the whole goal is if you're already having conversations with someone in the organization, there's no reason to prospect them completely cold because you have people that, I'm assuming are champions. And if they're not, you need to ask that question. Are you my champion? If if they're not, then this information I'm giving you will not be helpful because they won't give it to you. So the whole goal is if you're already having a conversation with someone, you need to figure out what their needs are and you need to close them first. Then once they're closed, then ask them, okay, I'm going to assume you're going up level. So you got to be like, Hey, look, you told me that you're confident in the solution. So now what are the things that I now need to do to reach out to this executive Bob? And what are the objectives that they have? And then what you do is you take that information and then now you can re-prospect. Nice. Then the goal, and the goal is at the end of the day is if you can then take all that information that you now have from the people that you talk to directly on those front lines or from that director level or whoever you're trying or whoever you're talking to, to try to get to, which is a C-level suite, yeah. you then take that information on those objectives. And if they're not willing to intro you, then you'll take that information to re-prospect them. The goal is to get information from someone, at least my focus is, if I can't get someone who's C-level or VP, I go someone who's ground level, maybe a manager, get what they're struggling with and their objectives, and bring that up to the executive okay. to re-prospect them to get a meeting. So in terms of that, that's what I would do. If you're just doing an outbound campaign, you're doing an outbound campaign, that's going to lead to less responses, and it's, gonna, it's not going to lead to the results you're looking for.
0: Totally, totally. So, a follow-up on that uh, question again. So, uh, how do you motivate your internal champions? Do do you have a strategy for that? Because let us say if your sales cycles uh, sales cycle is long, then in that case, uh, you know, a lot of time has been spent on a car. So, how do you you know keep motivating your internal champions?
1: Yeah, I mean that's that's a great question. It's gonna really depend on the sales cycle, right? Like to yeah. to really give that contextual answer. Yeah. I would say they should they should be motivated by the discovery that you do. Okay. So if you do the right discovery and you found out their pain points in their problems, then that's how that person and champion will be bought in. So you keep them bought in because you found out the problem and your solution can help. So if they're, if you close, the whole goal is if you do right discovery and you close them on, Hey, this is your problem. And you know that this, our solution fits, then now your whole goal is to close the next person in the organization but you have that person bought in because they know your solution can help. So now you're just trying to figure out what's the best use case to that leads to success, which is the whole goal at the end of the day. So to answer your question there, absolutely your main focus should be, okay, cool, I have all this stuff going on, but now my whole goal is I need to close appropriately to then get those, that person to be a champion for me moving forward.
0: Got it, got it, excellent. Now this is uh, uh, another interesting question. So uh, they want to build a long-term relationship with an enterprise client. It is a really a, an appealing deal, but how uh, you know does a person sign an existing client uh, if they are already on a month-to-month basis? If the contract is on a month-to-month basis, then in that case, how, did, how do they get that particular account?
1: Yeah. So I have a lot of follow-up questions here because I'm trying to understand the question. So yeah. you're trying to build a long-term partnership with the enterprise client. Yeah. are trying to make it more appealing for them. To sign a contract moving forward but they're on a month-to-month basis so my, my question is how long have they been on a month-to-month basis that's that's my that's my follow-up because if they just started then it's going to be harder to convince them to go to a yearly contract because they just started on the solution so if you just sold them on the month-to-month basis and they don't have any results or feedback on what's already been done you have to wait that out right so Okay, so the whole thing is if they've already bought in to, first of all, psychology, right? If they've already bought into something, you can get them to buy more, right? So you're already, on, you're already obviously on the right path. But the thing as well is if they're on a month-to-month basis, you at least need to let it play out for 60, 90 days to see if they see results. So the goal is you need to nurture them in that time frame that they're on the month-to-month contract to see how they're doing. Because if you don't, if you don't have leverage and you don't know how they're doing, it's going to be hard for you to get them into a yearly contract. Or you may be asking to to figure out how do you even get there before that. So if you want to figure out how to get them before that, that just goes back in discovery. And again, a lot of this goes in discovery and doesn't have to do a lot with prospecting here. And again, that's a whole again, a whole nother conversation. But really when it comes down to what you're talking about here in terms of building out in terms of building, I see what you're saying here, in terms of building out that long-term contract. So there's a client that I work with and they ask me the same question. And what I tell them is that, that you have to create a upfront contract that allows you to have a better offering. So here's for example, you say, Hey, look, so Bob, I'm happy that you got on the call here today. And throughout the conversation, I want to understand how can I create significant impact for your organization here moving forward. Now I know our sales cycle is a little long. I know we have a month month deal, but I want to ask you a tear of questions to make sure I can bring significant impact for you so that we can be long-term partners here moving forward. So as we have this conversation, you can tell me, yes, this all looks good to me and we can figure out the best solution to tie that to. And then if not, you can tell me no. So the reason I'm telling you to do the upfront contract is because in there, I told you, Hey, look, I'm trying to get you to a uh, bigger deal, right? A, lo- a long, term contract. So based on that, now what you do is you map your questions. And again, I don't, again, I don't know. I don't know what your product is. I don't know what you sell. So it's hard for me to give you a really, really good potential answer here. But once you've now done that of a contract, you need to map questions around what the pain points are that would lead to a long-term contract. Yeah. If you aren't having questions that lead to a long-term contract, you'll continuously get month-to-month deals. But you need to figure out what are the questions that are now enterprise level questions that are geared towards a yearly contract, which again, you can go to customer success and figure out why people are signing up for you for a year, then map your questions around that. And then when you get to the end of the call and you're closing them on a yearly contract and they push back on you, you can then go back to the upfront contract and the way, hey, you said you agreed that if you could find significant impact here, that we could build a long-term partnership. Our long-term partnerships look like yearly contracts, and these are the results we get when we do yearly contracts, not month to month. You won't see the same results. Based on the problems and the things you told me, this is what we're trying to fill. So in terms of that, that's how you upfront get better offering deals. If you're already in these deals that are month to month basis, you need to look at these as 60-90 windows, take that information and close on the 60-90 windows. And then use those leverage points to give checkpoints and check-ins, right? Because now you're not testing based and checking in, you're doing thoughtful reach out. So now you're like, hey, six, nine days, how's the product? Well, hey, I'm doing really well. Okay, cool. So does that look like you can go yearly? What are some things you want to improve? Those are those are ways you can go about it. So I'm hoping that that was helpful for you there. Again, that was me giving the most context I have based on what I have on what you gave me there, but that's the plan that I would take.
0: Excellent, excellent. So, uh, another question here. uh, Now, conversations uh, with your prospects lead to better lead qualifications. Uh, Can you talk a little bit more about how to disqualify this lead? So, what are the conversations that you need to have to actually, uh, you know, qualify or disqualify those leads? And uh, uh, this question is very important to Kristen.
1: Okay, so in terms of what, right? Is this an inbound? Is this an outbound that you've prospected and now you're trying to unqualify them? Are these, are you just getting really bad leads and you're just trying to unqualify them because you're you're not seeing as much time? Those are questions that would help me clarify and answer this question as well, right?
0: Based on the questions that she has asked, uh, uh, you know, based on four or five questions, I am figuring out that it should be outbound, not uh, inbound here. So so yes, like, like you guessed it earlier, yes.
1: yeah if they're because okay yeah because if they're coming if they're coming in inbound it's a different process qualifying Mm -hmm. than outbound and then in terms of qualifying them out again that comes back to your qualifying questions so what you need to figure out is is this a good fit for us and again i don't know what a good fit for you is but what your goal is you need to ask qualifying questions that then lead into the end result of that enterprise level account so again i'm i'm seeing as more so i'm trying to figure out hey how do i process and get the meeting and then once you have that conversation, then the whole goal is, how do I unqualify out? And that's all based on what you should do is impact questions based on challenges and priorities. So once you focus on what are the questions on challenges and priorities, then you should do that as well. And also, this, is, this advice is, when you think about it, it's very simple, but this is, this is what helped me as well to unqualify people, is you need to ask harder questions okay. and more direct questions. Like, is this exactly what you're looking for? Or what happens if you don't make this decision? Like questions like that determine whether or not someone is truly qualified for you to move forward. Because if they can't answer those questions, then they're probably not the person you'd be talking to in the first place
0: got it excellent so uh one last question uh, morgan before we let you go because we are uh, out of time so you mentioned about prospecting above the power line and below the power line if you don't get a response from uh, you know about the power line so is there a strategy now you mentioned about 14 to 16 touches in uh, you know a 30 day window so do you have uh, you know a, a number of uh, a framework for uh, the number of uh, touches for people above the power line and similarly for, you know, people below the power line.
1: It's the it's the same amount of touches. I do. I don't defer the, the, my messaging is the only thing that changes and how personalized I am. Like I'll do more personalized touches for the executive. I'll put more videos in that as well. Right. So my, my touches are the same. I'm still doing five emails. I'm still doing five calls. I'm still doing two, two social touches and that's what I'm doing there. So my way that I target the prospects a little bit, are are a little bit different in terms of messaging. The way I go about it is still the same. I may add an extra step, like that's personalized. So I have 20 days that are are below the power line, 25 days in terms of an an executive. But again, that's a very small difference. I'm just adding one additional step.
0: Exactly, exactly, yes. All right, so that is it from us at Hippo Video and Morgan Ingram, again, thanks a lot for joining us on this limitless uh, webinar series. Thanks a lot for joining us, uh, Morgan. I hope you have a good night's sleep. I know it is late <laughs> at night there in Singapore. And for everybody who's joined us today, uh, you know, from India, it is Diwali season. So you know, have a happy Diwali, a festival of lights. Have a happy Diwali there, because we won't be seeing you the next week. We'll be seeing you the week after next on another Limitless webinar with Jennifer Gluckow. So, for everybody out there, next week is Halloween season. Have a great Halloween. And I, I'll see you guys you, uh, you know, during the next Limitless uh, webinar series. Thanks a lot, guys, for joining us. Thanks a lot, Morgan, for joining us from Singapore. Bye-bye. Really appreciate awesome. it.
1: Awesome. You guys have a good one. Thanks a lot. Bye.